This is Save Cell Chanel episode 8. This is going to be one of my interesting podcasts and if you're new to listening to this podcast, this is a raw unedited audio diary of the different ways I save and sell during a weekly basis and every weekend I go and I reflect on the different ways I sold items through e-commerce or local apps And I also share the different ways I try to save money during the week. And I use both those to help me on my debt-free journey. And today is going to be February 24th. It is the last Sunday in February. So I definitely have a lot of things that I want to talk about during today's podcast. And hopefully you'll get some insight into one of the different platforms I sell on. Um, let's just talk about the first topic, which is saving. So in terms of saving, I did try to use some of the money in terms of, if you've listened to my last week's, last week's podcast, I was talking about how I had reached out to one of my student loans, um, providers and asked them to help me negotiate reducing my rate on selling, on my student loan program so that I can help allocate some money elsewhere. And so they were able to do that and then help me out. Um, And then in terms of the selling topic, and this is going to be the biggest topic that I'm going to discuss today. Um, I didn't really sell a lot of items. In fact, I only sold one item this week and it was on Depop, but I'm going to go into more depth of what Depop is in a little bit. Um, But I do want to say that I was able to take pictures of about... Uh, 11 items and during the week and I was able to list six items on eBay and they're not cross posted yet so going into next week that's one of my goals is to cross post the items. I also have five items that are drafted. Uh, I was able to work on one of them upload and work on one of my YouTube videos this week so I'm happy about that. It was about a reselling um believe let me take a look here let's see here it was actually an uptown cheapskate haul video and i was i added some tips on how to shop at uptown cheapskate and if you're not going to watch the video one of the topics that i discussed on how to save money when you are going to uptown cheapskate is to join the rewards program the second is to go and make sure you're part of their follow them on social media whether it's instagram or facebook and then check out their stories as well because sometimes their discounts are hidden and then i also did their receipts where if you get a receipt within a month and each location is different because it is a franchise you can save five dollars off of a purchase of 35 dollars or more so that's another way to save and then the final one is our fourth one is to go and at the beginning of the month and then go and look at what at what kind of promotions they plan on having for the month and the month afterwards and i usually take a picture and then make a note of it to check out their sales during those major sale days and then finally is to when you're shopping um, at the actual store during their color tag sales, 
is to go around the entire store because not all of their clearance items are in the same area. Sometimes they're mixed in with regular items and you really have to look at and just do a quick scan of the colors that are uh, on sale. And if they're part of the sale, look at the item. Um, if you're going to be shopping based on price and not so much for style, that's when I quickly scan for the color tags so that I can maximize my time and then I'll go back and you see if there's any good inventory that's not on part of the price promotion. So I'll take advantage of that. Um, going into next week, I'm definitely going to work on some more YouTube videos as well. Um, last week was just a lot. There was a lot going on in terms of really figuring out my time. Um, like I told you guys on my previous podcast that I was going to be at the UTSA Career Fair last Tuesday and... I was really glad that I went because I didn't know, I hadn't been to a career fair in years and I had no idea the amount of technology that really is used now during career fairs. Uh, they had people like GM there with all of these iPads and all of this theatrics and it was crazy and I just, I just haven't been to a career fair in so long but um, even with the very small budget that I had for my career fair, my booth still ended up looking really good. So, and I was able to get out there and talk to a lot of the students that were kind of interested in my day job. So going forward, if I do have to do other career fairs, I know how to kind of navigate that situation. But like I said, this year, it's, it's all about me getting out of my comfort zone. And I'm really happy that I was able to go and say yes to doing that and not just standing there and just as a representative, but actually taking the initiative to making the booth look good and practicing kind of those recruiting and HR things, because that is something that I can always add to my resume. And it's always good to practice the one-on-one face interaction with other people um, because I don't really get to do that very much uh, at my day job. It's always the same people that I work with and I'm comfortable with them. They're like family. So I already know how they operate versus when I was working in retail and the interaction with the customers new every time. So you need to always be on your toes and really learn how to talk to someone brand new and kind of build that rapport. Um, so that was fun. Um, In terms of selling, I do want to work more, obviously, on my inventory and listing more, but um, it was just, I'm going to be honest, I'm really in that point where I'm feeling burned out, and it was because my boss wasn't there, like, three out of the five days, and um, a lot of people were out, but it's perfectly fine. It's always okay to, you know, take on more responsibility if need be. And I'm all, this is my year of saying yes to a lot of things to have more opportunity to get outside of my comfort zone. So I'm totally fine doing that. I didn't do very much over this weekend. I did um, go to the Goodwills rummage around and it was not really much of a sale like you would think it is. It's more of um, a lot of people from the Junior Assistance League donate a lot of their their clothing to the different Goodwill locations and the proceeds of those sales would go to local nonprofit organizations. So my methods of going to take advantage of a Goodwill 
rummage around sale wouldn't necessarily be um, going to each location. I would probably for next year go to locations that have more of the hype around that location because I went to four locations. I went to the one by my house and they really didn't have anything honestly at all. It was kind of dead and it wasn't, they didn't even have a sale going on for the rummage round sale. They only had the color tags, but keep in mind, anything that was just recently donated had a different color. So it wasn't 50% off that price. And um, so the first location didn't have much of anything. I kind of was discouraged. I was like, okay, well, this is not off to a good start. So I went to another location, which was by UTSA, and that one ha was madness. They had so many people, and they had a lot of junior league, junior assistance league volunteers and balloons and booths talking about the junior assistance leagues and the different programs that they have. So that's how I knew that. And I kind of went late around probably 11 o'clock or so. So there's probably a lot of good stuff because when I walked into that Goodwill, there was already a line at the register. So who knows all of the good items that I missed out on. But yeah, there were a lot of volunteers. The line was wrapped around the store, the front of the store. And I'm glad there were a lot of volunteers because people were constantly trying to make sure everyone had a car or if someone was finished with a car to give them a car and get ready and get pumped to help with the shopping experience. And um, in terms of navigating that, there was, I had to go to the, it was just so crowded. It's one of those times where you know, people are shopping together and they're trying to shop for a good cause because I know some portions of their sales are going to local nonprofits, but some of it was like some serious vulture issues going on when I was shopping there. There were like people in groups together, just like blocking aisles. I, I don't understand why that they were having that kind of mentality to thrift like that. That was really unnecessary. So I ended up, um, cause I was stuck in the skirts or bottoms aisle and I got to one aisle that clearly had all of these different, um, new with tag items on there, which were amazing. It had some Tory Burch, some anthropology, some items that were new with tag, but some of them were ridiculously priced. They had some of those new with tag anthropology items for $50. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. I mean, you can get some of those items at Nordstrom Rack for the same price. So it was just all over the place. Um, so I eventually went to the dress section and they still had some good items um, too. And some items that were part of the color tag sale. So it's all about not going when you are thrifting, do not go where everyone else is because then it just turns into a chaos. I usually go the opposite direction of the flow of traffic and usually the flow of traffic ends up following me to those different locations because they wonder why I'm there because I went through the dresses and there were some good pieces there. Um, and it looked like most people don't even shop in the dress section there, but there were items that were the color of the week, which was orange and they were 50% off tag. And I got a couple pieces there. Um, and then I navigated from the women's department over to the hard goods. Hard goods didn't really have much of anything, at least at the time that I went shopping, it was mostly Christmas decorations, but I saw so many people that were in line that had hard goods. And hard goods, I mean like home decor, decorations, uh, dishes, 
anything that you need for your house. So I just didn't want to deal with that. There were just so many people there. I went into the electronics area and it was just so overpriced. It was not worth my time. Um, I eventually navigated over to the men's department. And honestly, I didn't get very much items from the men's department. Um, it's still very limited in that area. And I feel it's because that it is so close to the university. So most people are shopping there already. Um, but I didn't really get a lot of good items there. I eventually, the only good thing that I got there were like these really cool Converse print um, shoes that I paid. I paid like $15 for them or so, but I don't know if I'm going to keep them for myself or sell them online. I don't know. But I, even though that for me was like high, I usually don't spend that much money on shoes because I'm a thrifty person. Um, I just really, really love the print on those. And I may do a haul video in terms of what I got during my Goodwill rummage sale, but we'll see what happens in the future. Um, I just have so many videos I still have to upload. I still have to upload the um, Asian Festival one and the Rodeo one. So lots of projects going in the future, but I'm really excited about that. I have the content there in the back that I just, you know, just need to go and make the time to post everything. Um, and then I went to, let's see here. I went to a third location and I didn't really find anything there. The only thing that I was able to find, and they also had like the junior assistance league there and a lot of volunteers, but I felt that by the time I'd gotten there, it was really picked over. So it was really, mm. the only thing I got was a vintage Dooney and Burke bag, which for $6, it was an amazing, I mean, it was already worn and used, but it was in such good quality and condition. It was made in the USA that I had to get it for $6 because I was going to use it as a crossbody and I really needed a nice leather crossbody that fit my classic style. So I bought that for myself at the third location. Um, and at the fourth location, that's where I got more items too. But excuse me, I'm going to drink some water. But at the fourth location was crazy because a lot of the items, they kind of put in the boutique section, but a lot of the items were extremely overpriced, even for used items. They had some Michael Kors shoes that were there for like $50 used. And I was like, dude, that's crazy. Um, that location was seriously overpriced. I mean, they had a lot of good brands, but I mean, even if I'm shopping for myself, I, the prices definitely deterred me from shopping because guess what? You can get those same prices new with Tag at other locations like TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Ross, even Nordstrom Rack. And if you're paying like, there was some random Italian brand shoe, which, and mind you, they also removed the color tag. So it's like indefinitely these shoes are not going to be ever be put on 50% off. Um, Mind you, they took the colors off and some of these Italian brand shoes were selling for $60. I was like, $59.99, that's outrageous. Um, and they were all used. So I was really confused as to what was going on at that location. I didn't get very much there, specifically because a lot of those prices just turned me off completely. And I also noticed that a lot of people weren't buying things either, just because this is another example where if people combine their emotions towards a brand that they don't know about or if they see like made in Italy that immediately it's like super expensive which is not the case the market is the market is the market the market will tell you exactly how much something is truly worth and especially if you're in a location like Goodwill you should not be charging $60 for random shoes that are 
okay brand. But then if you look it up online somewhere, it's definitely, it's only worth $10. Like those are outrageous. Um, so that's going to be the end of my rant there. Um, in terms of shopping at that Goodwill, my approach next year will definitely be prior to this rummage sale, going to the locations that are actually hyping up the rummage sales, because I probably wouldn't go to the locations that are not really participating. Like the first location, they weren't participating in the rummage sale. They just didn't have the sign up. There was no hype around it. They didn't even mention it at all because clearly they didn't have any new inventory at all. So my goal would be to go in the areas that I know have more, um, more hype around it. People who are passing out, um, flyers or, locations like that and then go to those locations because clearly they'll have the inventory and I want to be the first ones there to take advantage of it um otherwise it's just not worth my time I'd much rather honestly if I if I could do it again I'll probably go to the bins instead of doing that because it was uh, I spent like four times driving around and I don't even know if it was truly worth it but you know um I would probably just go at a usual time so that are that's the tips that I have in terms of addressing a rummage around sale. Yes, a lot of the money went towards good charity or a good um, thing, but overall, in terms of really saving money, probably won't go be doing that again. Okay, so let me go ahead and talk about my selling. In terms of um, selling this week, the only item that I did sell was on Depop, and um, hold on. I was on Depop and the, if you're unsure, unfamiliar about Depop, I do have a YouTube video about it and I'll add it in the link below. Um, Depop, if you have, I'm trying to explain, it's more of like a unique, really unique out there streetwear, vintage, really, really, really unique items for people who are just not going, definitely not the same style as Poshmark or eBay. Like the people shopping there know what they want and they're having a certain look. So I would probably explain it to be similar to Slobie's world if you're watching Netflix and seeing how his style is. The people who are on Depop that are actually buying on there are people who like have a truly unique style going against the grain and are truly making a statement. What the reason why I love selling on Depop is like there's really not unlike Poshmark where you're constantly having to engage with it. Well, keep in mind. OK, so let me step back. Um, Depop in terms of all of my platforms that I use is probably going to be my fourth one that, like on the totem pole of priority I have eBay Poshmark Mercari and then Depop Depop is just there just because you know I'll cross post it to there and see what happens but I don't spend as much time on there because it's just like the lowest priority that I have I do cross post everything on there though in terms of clothing and almost everything because Depop you can sell whatever you want on there. There's really no restrictions. It's kind of like Mercari, but in terms of the sell through rate, it's it's an extremely slow platform. The only way that you're truly going to move inventory is if you're constantly posting using the good hashtags and if you're going to use the edit and then you edit and then not save anything and then list it again and kind of refresh your listings. That's the only way. It's similar to edit next list on Poshmark or Mercari. Um, but that's one of my tips is it, you're just going to post it and just not do anything. Um, it's going to stay stagnant and you're just going to go with the bottom of the listings. So 
at least once a week I'll go and edit next list kind of refresh my listings and then I'll get more movement but yeah for sure I've noticed that at least when I do an edit next list that I get likes or at least views on it it does like trigger the algorithm to move your listings higher in their system but in terms of selling on Depop the reason why I like selling on Depop is because they do have those flat rate shipping options which is similar to actually it's closest to Mercari because they have the different weight um, structures. So that's one of the reasons why I like selling on Depop. And unlike um, Mercari or Poshmark where you have to wait for your money, on Depop you immediately get your money. And then when they remove some of your money from PayPal to pay for the shipping label, if you've chosen to use Depop to pay for your shipping label. So that's why I like that. You get your money right away. And for the vast majority of it, it's like no returns. Like people know no one's returning anything on this platform. So that's why I like it's no hassle, no frills. Like you like something, you buy it, you're done. Like that's what I like about it. Um, so, but the thing is like, I'm in terms of my inventory, I've kind of like gotten inventory to cater to eBay and Poshmark. And I, I always also try to get unique items, but I feel like a vast majority of the kids in this area, and not kids, but I mean like kids in college that also are doing the flip game, they're like there because of the daytime they know and they can get stuff before I can. And I know there are a couple other stores around San Antonio area that have it, but keep in mind my sourcing is very limited to when I do have time, like on the weekends or after work. So um, the diversity in my my um, my inventory is all dependent on all those factors. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of Depop and why I do enjoy using it. Um, in terms of healthy wage, I am try. I'm actually plateauing. I'm kind of going to try to use more weights and resistance to get over this um, wall that I have. The diet thing obviously is going to get better, but in terms of like toning and building muscle, I'm starting to see like the tone and definition in my in my body and arms, which I'm happy about. In terms of um, like finally changing my physique but I'm glad to get progress um I'm happy that I'm trying to go to the gym more and like burn fat by gaining muscle so that's going to be my number one uh attempt to do that um and finally in terms of this week I don't really know what I'm just experiencing a lot of burnout right now I've just been I feel like this month I try to go and do a lot of projects that mentally, like today, I slept for a long time and sometimes you got to listen to your body because as much as your brain does a lot of stuff, it does need to rest and as much as you know, you do a diet and everything and vitamins and you do exercise, you try to do your best, but sometimes your body, like if it needs to rest, it needs to rest. And I feel like I'm at that wall. So after this podcast, I'm going to go to bed. And I'm also going to try to navigate this week. Because it is the last week in February, I do want to make the most of it. But at the same time, going into March and um, the day job that I do have, it is related to roofing. That's like the craziest season. So I'm going to really push myself to 
rest now, not burn out because by the time it's all a marathon, it's not a sprint. I have to realize that just work when I can because by the time summer comes around, I don't want to be completely burned out. Okay, so I'm going to make this a short podcast because I'm having a really bad headache right now. But I really enjoy like sharing my little information that I did in terms of navigating the rummage sale, navigating Uptown Cheapskate, and one of the reasons why I like to sell on Depop. So I hope you guys have a really great week and make the most out of it. This is the last week in February, so do what you can to make the most of every day. And as always, I hope you learn different ways and take advantage of different ways to save and sell one day at a time.